Welcome to episode 323 of Canada's Pinball Podcast, the only pinball podcast with 323 episodes. On this episode, we have a great interview for you. Uh, he goes by the name of Delt31 on Pinside. His mama named him Brian. Really great guest. We talk about why he thinks Pirates of the Caribbean is so great. So don't you give me shit, Pirates people, that I am not fair and balanced on this game. Uh, he's also going to talk about why the one game he can't wait to get back into his collection because he once had it before is Highway Pinball's Alien Pinball Machine. So I think you're going to enjoy the chat. It's an hour and a half. It goes longer than I normally talk to people, but that's because I think it was such a good conversation. Before I do that, and I want to talk a little bit about the Stern Pro Circuit Championship that happened yesterday, I want to give a quick shout out to everyone since the last podcast who donated to Canada's Pinball Podcast via Patreon. And I want to say thank you guys so much. I'm going to keep the link into the Patreon page and all my episodes moving forward. And I will give all of you a personal shout out for simply acknowledging and recognizing and supporting the show. So Mike Ravel, Dave Sanders, uh, Payne Lee, Derek Stutzman, Hans Turnquest, and Tom France. Thank you, gentlemen, so much for becoming patrons of Canada's Pinball Podcast. All right, so yesterday in Chicago, Illinois, there was a Stern Pro Circuit Championship. The 40 greatest pinball players from around the world uh, were going to compete for the title. Now, I, you know me. You know me. I don't cover tournament talk, but I just wanted to give a few observations of this because I did check it out and I did go to the stream. And I have to say the stream was great. It was, it was awesome to be able to just jump in and watch the tournament happen, to have the commentary from Jeff Tealis. You had Ed Robertson. I think you had Steve Bowden. Uh, uh, someone else from Pinball Profile was there. So there was a lot of commentary. But here's the thing that's crazy. Here's, are you ready for this? Round one of this tournament took five hours to get through. Five hours. When all was said and done, this tournament lasted over 13 hours long. Think about that for a minute. 13 hours. It went to about midnight my time in New York City by the time it was done. And it was funny because I I, I got to catch the final game. And the way the final game worked was the final two contestants they had a chance to pick which machine they would play on, and this guy picks Star Wars Pro, all right? And so literally, the guy who picks it walks up to the machine, he plunges the ball, and it drains within like half a second, like a nanosecond, and that was his ball one, gone immediately. I was laughing so hard at that. There was no ball save. Ultimately, the winner, and we want to congratulate him, was Andy Rosa. Uh, he won 2500 bucks. And he also won a Stern Pro machine, and he got a belt. Uh, here's what's funny about Andy, man. He wears a a like a miner's light on his forehead when he plays. Absolutely ridiculous, and I absolutely love it because I think pinball tournaments are boring as fuck, and they need more personality in it. Here's what I'm going to recommend they do. I think they need to get Canada to be the commentator and the announcer uh, who is part of the stream next time because to keep people entertained – it, it just gets kind of boring because there's just so much you can just say about the play itself. You need to have it more lively. And look, I give these guys credit. 13 fucking hours of airtime they have to fill during a tournament? I mean, who really thinks this is the best way 
to showcase pinball and to get people excited. I just thought it was like, I don't know. I, I'd rather have 40 people get on a machine all at once and everyone gets one ball and you just go and that's it. And who gives a shit, right? I'm going to do my own tournament. I'm going to give someone $2,501 uh, to see who can finish last in a tournament. How, how, few points can, how few points can you score when you plunge? Uh, no, I kid. Or do I not? Uh, all right. Okay, so here's the deal. What else is going on in pinball? Not much. We're all waiting for TPF. We're all waiting to see what the news will be. One little thing. One little thing. And you know me. You know me. I'm a nitpicker. I look at pinball machines and I look at them and I say, hey, why can't they just get this right? And here's one thing that I just saw. People are starting to deck out their Munsters LEs and, and their Munster premiums. No, they don't have the premiums yet, the LEs. I'm seeing people put brass plating on them. I'm seeing people put different armor. They're powder coating the railings. Here's what kills me. For $9,000, this is the little Canada bitch point of the day. For $9,000, why can't, why can't the shooter rod housing, right? Why can't that? line up better with the decal on the cabinet and again i know this is nitpicking cosmetics but oh my god stern stern you are charging people nine thousand dollars for these games look at the gap between the decal and the shooter rod housing look at how bad it looks i'm gonna upload as the picture of this podcast how bad it is cut out around the shooter rod housing. And yes, we are a little bit at the bottom of barrel of stuff to bitch about, but you know me, you know me. I want you guys to get what you pay for. And this is, this is just so sad that this is what is leaving these factories for $9,000 and they can't make it look better than that. Other than that, guys, enjoy your Monday, Sunday, beginning of the week. We're gonna have more shows coming for you. Uh, you're gonna love this interview, enjoy it. If you have any any feedback, email me at canadapinball at gmail.com and I will read your feedback on the air. Have a great day. All right, ladies and gentlemen, our mission to get as many Pirates of the Caribbean fanboys on the show continues <laughs> with Brian. You know him as Delt31 on Pinside. Brian, welcome to the show. Thanks, Chris. Glad to be here. I'm glad to have you. So it's, ever since I, I reviewed a bad version of the game at Sunshine, it has been like an army of pirate <laughs> fans at my door. <laughs> Here's the thing. It's like it's like you found the pirates like in a dumpster somewhere and like flipped it around and turned it on and, and tried to play it. I mean, that's the problem. It's like the, the guy who you were with and seemed like a real nice guy. He puts this long post saying, look, uh, Chris is not a bad guy. Here's the laundry list of issues with this game. I mean, it was like the game didn't have legs. I right. mean, it, you know, it, it was ridiculous. So I think the problem is, is that you just had one that was so bad. But again, I, I'm going to go into some detail as to why I don't think, well, I'll stop there, but yeah, you go no, on. No. Yeah. And, and Surge was great at, at, at listing all the issues with the game. And I think, you know, when you play a game on location like Pirates, it, it definitely is a game that needs to be set up pretty properly to get <clears> the enjoyment out of it. Now, I'm going to go back and play it again. I feel like the pirate fans won't let me live if I don't find a game that is set up perfectly. But let's talk a little bit about, Brian, you, you bought the game. And, and, I'm, and I'm curious, you know, <clears throat> what made you want to go in on pirates? Just walk me through it. Yeah, so here's the thing. And I think that, <clears throat> you know, one of the things about pirates that uh, I think you keep on kind of harping on a lot is, is the code and the depth. Right. And I'll tell you that 
the, the one thing that got me about Pirates was when you first played it. And because I know you, you talk a lot about, oh, well, it's, it's got to be enticing enough for uh, a brand new player who's never seen it to at least get some type of hook into it. Yep. And, and I, I agree with you. Look, I, I don't think uh, – and this is kind of my whole point. Like a ton of guys on the boards will say, okay, this is going to be the game of the year or, or game of, uh, you know, grace of all time, all this other stuff. The game is amazing, okay? But when we talk about this whole, you know, grace of all time, I think one year – listeners like sent an email saying like why are we even talking about that it's a waste of everyone's time everyone's got opinions i totally agree with that guy i mean technically you can't uh right. it, it's you know, a subjective it's thing, subjective right like saying who's it, the most beautiful woman in the world exactly right but but it's still kind of entertaining it's fun that's kind of what we're doing here to begin with i mean people want to hear everyone's opinions as long as you're supporting it but here's the thing as soon as you get to pirates as soon as you look at it there is an automatic um just attractiveness to that play field because there's so much there that your brain is like, oh my, this is crazy. Like there's just so much to look at, so much to shoot at that there has to be some level hook from that point. And sure. if you look, if you look at pirates and if you say, well, geez, this is kind of a boring, uh, you know, play field and, and I'm not feeling it. I'm going to tell you, I don't care how deep the code is. Forget about it. You're just not going to get into it. So I think personally you, you know, cause you talk about a ton and like as a listener, even as a guy that owns it, I'm like, wow, Chris is still talking about pirates. Like, there's definitely something about that game that draws you in. And you're, absolutely, you're, you're like, yeah. It, it and and we saw this when they first revealed it. I, I, if we rewind to Pinball Expo of 2017 when they first showed the game, it was a, it was a wow moment for everybody, right? There, no, you yeah. couldn't find a person to say a bad thing about the game. We were all in love. It was a dark exactly. day for Stern. Uh, the delays definitely did not help. Taking out some of the mechanisms did not help. So I do agree that when you stand over a Pirates of the Caribbean, it is a visually stunning game. Exactly. I mean, okay. it, it definitely lures you in, right? So Okay, so that's <clears throat> but that's my issue is it, it, it visually lures you in, but then, yes. then yes. Keith takes over and it's like, okay, I need but a tutorial he... now to understand how to awaken this visually stunning game. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's that's a beauty. I think you mentioned the, your last podcast on before that, that these games were now in this whole new market, which is the you know your your, your homeowner market where you bring the pins in, and you're not going to be necessarily uh, required as a uh, as a maker of pinball now to have everything out on the table within one shot like you did back in the day, you know, because you're not worried about constantly enticing someone just to have that fun at the bar. And the thing with Grail Pirates is that you can just have fun shooting it and have no idea what's going on, but it gives you that depth so that you can learn it. If you want to, you could take it three, four, five, six layers deep. Now, I would tell you right now that there's definitely an attractiveness to this game that you have that you want to learn more about it. And that in itself, Chris, is is the power of this game. The fact that you're still talking about it, the fact that you are still just... You, well, there's not... It, but first of all, <laughs> Brian, yeah. there, it's like, yes, there's that on some level. Yeah. There's also not much else to talk about right now. I have to, <laughs> I have to say that. We're going to have a whole new bunch of stuff hopefully coming out of TPF. But yes, yeah. look, I... I have said on this show many times that when I stand over modern Stern machines, I am very underwhelmed. I, I think yes. the games are artwork and I think they're on the LCD. I don't get impressed by the mechanical and physical games that Stern is giving us, which yes. leads me to the Jersey Jack games, which I think everyone would agree are are, are physically 
and mechanically levels above what we're getting from Stern, right? So here's my question because let me put two Jack games next to each other and you tell me which one you think is more impressive when you just stand over it, Wizard of Oz or Pirates? Wizard of Oz, when you first, because Wizard of Oz, in my opinion, rewrote the book uh, of what a pinball can be in the next quote-unquote generation. So Wizard of Oz still, just because when I first saw it, it, it just it left such an imprint, and it's left such an imprint on so many people that I don't care what is the next Jersey Jack pin. It's like that built-in, uh, it's almost too quick to say nostalgia, but you almost have that like, holy shit, Wizard of Oz, what is this game, right? Sure. So that is going to stay with you. Now, I'll just go back to Jersey Jack, though, as far as just the magic, because you always talk about, oh, there's not enough magic in pinball. And here's the thing. I think you very much enjoy the Stern games, but those Stern games, they don't have a soul. They really don't have a soul right now, and I like them. I mean, I have, you know, Walking Dead's a great game, but there's something just missing for Stern, and that leads you to Jersey Jack. Now, the Jersey Jack pins, because they try to bring that magic back, the mechanics are so much more challenging, and that's what leads them to break down more, which is something you always mention. Oh, but Jersey Jack games, they don't. But you know what? Good for Jack trying to bring the magic back and taking that risk and having those mechanic issues, because it's not for Jersey Jack, right? You're going to still. Uh, and again, nothing against Stern. I love Stern games, but Stern's not playing that that ball game right now. They're not bringing the magic because they don't want to, to your point, you know, cause uh, more issues and problems. And they have uh, people come back to them. They know where their niche is, right? They're going to look for solid pinball for themes people love. Jersey Jack, though, is like, wait, let's just try to step up a little bit. And they're taking that risk, and that's the challenge they're facing. Right. And I can't blame for it. I really can't. Well, yeah, and it, it, right, it's a, it's a. There's two sides to the coin, right? So Stern's mm-hmm. approach is let's get the best themes, let's make these games at a certain price point, and let's design them to be as reliable as we can. And I also think Stern's manufacturing is just... Yes. See, this is the thing. I, I, I believe this, that if Jersey Jack games were manufactured at Stern, the quality would be better. I think there's a lot of issues Jack has with getting consistent quality from the people who work the line at Jersey Jack. And, and and you have to look no further than Pirates because because my thing, Brian, is like, well, what good is it then like to, to make a better game but make yeah. a game with more quality issues? Because as we know in pinball, I would actually rather have the game that's trouble-free than the game that's complex and has me constantly <laughs> frustrated. <clears throat> yeah, look, I think you have to take because I, I read the stories and I read the messages on the on the former pirates, and there's definitely been issues. But just to go back to your your statement about uh, Stern being more equipped or just better at developing and then producing games, my only concern would be Stern's not producing these Jersey Jack games. I I, I think you'd be pretty confident in saying what you just said. If, if Stern was making a game like Pirates consistently, if they were making a game like Wizard of Oz, but Stern deliberately doesn't make these types of games because they don't want to deal with that type of nonsense. So I'm not sure I could say that Stern would be equally equipped as they are now if they challenged themselves to make games like Jersey Jack does. Let's put a Pirates on the line in Stern, Chicago, and let's see how they do. And if they come out like Roses, then I would agree with you. Yeah, you know? you know, I, I think we all wish, though, by now, I mean, Jack is on game four. And it's, it's, it's like, at what point? 
Are they going to figure out the quality? Do you think Pirates was rushed out? I mean, I know it sounds silly <clears throat> because it was delayed a whole year, but when you yeah. look at some of the stuff in the game where like the the wire harness is too tight and it's pulling wires off before the games even get to customers, on some level, <clears throat> someone walked around that machine and and, and re, I mean, they re, it, it almost seems like some of the stuff was just missed at the factory. There's no question. I completely agree that Jersey Jack or Jack himself said, guys, let's get this out. We, we have a schedule because here's the thing. Jersey's got – or Jack's got the next two games obviously with Willy Wonka and then Toy Story and GNR. They finally are going to bring the themes right that everyone wants. And, and I'm going to go back to why I think Pirates is struggling. It's not because the complex cold code. But there's no question Jack was the guys, get these things out of the factory because we have to like start moving and shaking. Um, so there's no question. I think that there's some what I call just complete – um, complete oversights from a quality perspective. Some of the some of the issues that these guys are posting on Pinside, and not luckily mine uh, didn't have these major issues, but they're just bonehead mistakes. And that's just from the guys trying to get this stuff out. And I and look, I'll tell you though that if you give them a call, and, and I agree with you, you're buying a nine thousand, ten thousand dollar machine. Sometimes you know thirteen thousand again, collector's edition. You shouldn't have to give Jersey Jack a call and be like, hey, Jack, what the hell? But right. At this point, that was a business move on Jack's part. He said, let's get them out. And uh, again, I don't think anyone's sitting there with a brick. I mean, they'll, they'll, these things are working eventually, but I agree with you. There's definitely more than, than should be there. But I'll tell you, from from a, why is this game not doing quote-unquote well or better than others? Like, Here's the thing. You, you talk a lot about the code, but I'll, I'll, I'll ask you this. Dialed in. Do you think dialed in has complex code? Mm, not I, I think it I think it gets co- more complex as you go through, but I think dialing in has an easier beginning because it has yeah. a story. Yeah, it, there's definitely easier and progression's easier. The, the problem with dialed in, we all agree that dialed in didn't sell well. It, 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 at this point, it's down to theme. I mean, dialed in steam killed it. Pirate steam, even for me, I, I mentioned this to you before. I don't like Pirates theme. I don't like the movie. And you I don't say, think well, anyone does who owns one, which is so weird to me. But I, I okay. So yeah, no, it, but it, would you it's ever, like yeah. people love it despite the theme, well, which is I'm a marketing at, fumble by Jersey Jack. <laughs> That's the thing. Like I'm looking at it now, and I look at the skull and crossbones. And I like that, and the art's cool. But like, if I just think about Pirates, Pirates of the Caribbean, I'm not a huge, huge fan. And you'll say, well, why did they even do? The, why they pay for the license, why don't they just go for a generic pirate theme, which is what I suggested. And, and the thing is, it's because they want to have some name recognition because they still want to have some type of hook for the folks in the bar. They go, what, what's this game? Oh, it's Pirates of the Caribbean. I know that movie. Let me just try it out. That's the only reason why right. they did this. Right. And, and that's it, right? Um, but, but guess what? That wasn't enough. And that's why it's not the challenging code in this game. It's not. It's just people don't want to give it a chance and obviously, it's a it's a big time purchase, right? It's right. not a, it's not a, it's not a stern pro. You can walk in at fifty two, fifty one, and you walk away. They're talking about nine thousand, whatever it is, right? So right, and I, and it, and I also think when when the theme is not a theme that people like, because I think most people, I'd say the majority of people are not fans of the film franchise. The first movie, maybe that film that film franchise has has. Each movie that came out, less and less relevant, worse and worse reviews of the films. So you don't have a big fan base, right? It's not very culturally relevant in 2019, 2018. And so you're shrinking the people who will just buy on theme alone, right? I mean, I think Munsters is a great example of a game where, I mean, the game's not like that 
innovative, but Munsters does have a fan base and Stern does a good job of awakening a fan base with theme where this game to me just, it's like, why? <laughs> like, why do like, you know what I'm saying? They spent two years developing a game around a theme that just didn't have a big enthusiasm base in it. And so I don't even think that was grammatically correct, but you know what I'm saying? Like, why didn't they just do something else? Like, they didn't, it's no, like, I, I agree. It's like, I mean, I feel bad for Jack because Hobbit was the same thing where the Hobbit films flopped sort of, you know, they didn't flop commercially, but they flopped in terms of living up to the expectations of Lord of the Rings, right? Then he follows up with Dialed In, which is just a real head scratcher theme, right? And Pirates is, I would say, it's sadly, it's probably going to go down as his worst selling game because they're going to stop production the fastest of any game they've ever stopped production on. So what do you, Brian, what do you think is the reason why you think Jack just wised up and was like, we've got bigger stuff coming. Let's just, let's just cut our losses on this and move on. Yeah, I think, I think cost again, I don't have any inside information on this, but I would suggest, or I would, I would, uh, uh, I would think it's cost on this game that, I mean, you just look at this game. I mean, the, the the I know you mentioned, oh, there's not a ton of toys. Like, I don't know. I gotta be honest. I have no idea how you arrive at that conclusion <laughs> with this type of game, right? I mean, like, you have you have not only the best upper play field, which I don't think you don't even know anything about pinball, and you're like, this play field, this this rocking ship is amazing, right? That thing's awesome. All right, I get, oh, let's let's go toy for toy because I'm gonna tell you. Okay. Okay. I agree let's with do you. It. it is the let's best. It. it is the best. <laughs> it is the best upper play field uh, in any pinball game ever. Easily. Period. Easily. Easily. Hands down. You, you could be sleeping and you know that, right? Now, so, would, would I have it rocking the whole time? Not. A, I wouldn't, but it's still, I, that doesn't detract from how awesome it is. Okay. What's the yeah. next toy? Yeah. So I like, okay, so I know this was something that tipped me when you were like, oh, I'm not sure what this circle does in the middle when it spins the ball, but it didn't spin my ball at all. Like I, the spinner of mine, every time that ball touches it, it moves and, and sometimes it moves a lot and sometimes it moves a little bit, but it moves. I like the fact that that's there because to me, I always like magnets in games. I like the Adams family, like dialed in right in that middle sweet spot right, where you don't map. feel like you're exactly, you don't feel like you're getting like, uh, okay. exactly. That. But I, I would, I would put, it's cool. Not original as we know this, it's been used many times before. Uh, we also, it's hard. It is hard for me to look at it knowing what was intended I just feel it happens just like randomly and it doesn't. Okay. But I, okay. So that's yeah. toy two. I wouldn't say it's like a breakthrough. A wow. Toy. So what's the next one? Well, I, I think that every game, look, I think, I think as a pinball owner and maybe this is the way I feel every game needs to have the premier toy. Right. Okay. And it has it you, with the upper play field. Not only does it have it, 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 it crushes spades. it. In spades, right? So you, yeah. you you have the premier toy. Now we're talking gravy, Chris. We're talking gravy, right? Yeah. Anything on top of the, I, look, plus, I, I'm not going to yeah, disagree. Like if cabinet. we if we were to look at Munsters, right? You know, both these games just came out. Like, what would you yeah. say the premier the premier toy is would be the lower playfield on the LE and the premium, which I w would not consider even in the same league as the upper playfield. It's kind of boring. It's just a lower playfield. It's not amazing. And then you got a magnet in front of Herman, and there's nothing really, there's nothing else really that's a wow toy. Munsters is the most uninspired pinball machine I've seen come out of Stern. I, I, I mean, again, I, I like the theme. Munsters is fine, but right. well, I, I we'll, wouldn't even we'll, consider it's not a toy. Yeah, we'll talk about Munsters and we'll, after we finish our pirates discussion, we'll go on sure, to some sure, other sure. stuff in the industry. So, okay, so we got the spinning disc. What's the third toy that's your favorite in Pirates? 
there's also the cannon too on top of that. Uh, but that I, ship. I, that's part of the upper play field, which I <laughs> I think that's why it's just a killer upper yeah. play field. I, I wish it looked like a cannon. I don't understand why it looks like a little tray. But anyway, that's um, a mod couple. That's uh, that's for him to. Uh, I think he resolved that. Right. I, I got a At nice little mod point, from him. Someone yeah. needs to just buy the mod couple and get them exclusively. <laughs> no, seriously, because these modding companies are legitimate. They're they're making legitimate revenue. And if I'm Jack, I'm like, well. Why don't we just get an exclusive deal and make it and sell these accessories through JJP? But anyway, um, I, I think Stern did that with Mesel mods, right? Didn't Stern have some contract Mesel mods they, and the toppers too? The toppers are they are do, creepy. they do, yeah. So okay, so we got the the ship, we've got the yeah. spinning disc. What's three on the toy list? I, so I do like that left ramp. I do like the fact that that, that thing gets pushed and diverted and it goes. You know, the, I the actually prefer goal. that. I would put that's my second favorite more than the spinning disc. I think it's a really cool ramp. I think it's really awesome when it diverts into the whirlpool. I think it's cool. Sure. Yeah, everyone likes that. I mean, okay. come on. It's so like, this is one yeah. after these three, which I, I would say, look, okay, that's th they have three toys in the game, which are really <laughs> nice. It, yeah. It'll it falls off from there though, right? I mean, that's okay. Like uh, that's three more innovations than we see in most games. The next yeah. thing. See, I think there's stuff in it that just doesn't serve much of a purpose. So, like the the starry map. Yeah. What what is that? <clears throat> so the star map. There's two. It's talking about the thing on the back panel that kind of yeah, like sparkles. Yeah, that no one can. It has like constellations, right? That are supposed to tell you like what's to shoot or. That's that's right. So I I consider that almost layer seven of of let's call it the. Uh, the complexity of this game like i i personally you can put together and it tells you kind of what to shoot but for me it's more of just aesthetics and i'm not using that as uh, any type of you know point Guide. in the game okay. I, I know it's made for something but beyond me it's like there's so much going on to get it you know okay i, I like the uh the left the left um uh scoop that shoots out and then if, if your game is properly balanced, it comes down real fast, and you can kind of put the flipper up, and the ball rolls right over onto your right. And it's not a toy, but it's such a it's such a smart just the design of this game, Chris. Like you were mentioning, oh, it, it shouldn't be a wide body. Uh, what? Like yeah, I got I got I got Canada is going to go on the record for retracting that statement after yeah, I, I looked what... at it. Yeah, you know, sometimes I yeah. just I, I make mistakes, and that was a, an incorrect assessment of the game. So. I, I do understand now why this would not fit into a standard body. Yeah, there's a couple of things. I mean, look, you, you're doing these podcasts. I mean, I think you post two or three a week. So you're doing a ton of them. I mean, I, I'll tell you, and I enjoy them all. I really do. I think uh, we don't agree on everything, but I just like the fact that uh, you speak your mind. And no worries. I mean, you know, you're talking so yeah, much. No, so. I, it was funny when someone said I was reading the thread. And I, I'm glad like a lot of people are coming to my defense that I, I will question whether or not I think it's the best ever. And someone was like, well, Jersey Jack will never come back on the show if you know. And and oh, yeah, yeah. and people are like, well, <laughs> I'd rather someone just be honest than, than just ask Kiss to get these guys on. And here's the thing. I know that Jack doesn't listen to any podcasts because even when I talked to him the first time, I, I've, I'm always ragging on him. Like, and so... Uh, but I, cause I care, you know, I'm like, I'm like, I really want them to be successful. And I bet you, if I drove to Jersey Jack headquarters, he would happily sit down and have a chat and talk pinball because that's the kind of guy Jack is. He's just, a, he's, you know, he's in it to make the best games. And I don't think anything I've said has been completely unfair. I've said maybe some stuff has been incorrect. So, okay. So we've got the scoop kick out. We've got, what else is next? I mean, 
I'm trying to think of anything that. Uh... So talk about the. This is where I, yeah. sometimes I just. This is why you know when when I do rag on them a little bit or a lot of bits at times, I just feel like there's a little bit of like overkill at times, and I do think like the compass on the apron to me was like, first yeah. of all, it's like, it's a compass is not a rectangle. So it's like either design it so that there's a cover over the phone that makes it look circular like a compass, but you don't need it. It's, you know, it's like, and this is where I, I'm like, you know how much, so let's say that part in general, what do you yeah. think that part costs? Like 20 bucks or I don't know, maybe, maybe more. It's not significant. Uh, whatever it's not significant i don't think but but this is where stern you know stern looks at stuff and they're like well if it's let's say it's 20 bucks it's probably more a thousand units that's twenty thousand dollars right there on something that's not essential it adds up it adds up i agree quickly um okay so we've let me tell you let me tell you what let me tell you what's wrong with the game because i I think that we, we talked so much about this is what the problem is with the pirates, and I hopefully the code gets updated to reflect this. I mean, I, I mentioned once or twice on the boards, but and I, again, I love I love the game, but the problem is the modes. Okay, this game, and, and it goes back to your point about not not having the assets and kind of tying in the theme. The modes at this point are just y- you qualify for a mode, you get a very nice LCD. I mean, Jerry Jack does the best in the business with the LCD stuff, but then you're just shooting shots. There's no tie-in of you know what what makes this mode different than that mode, and that's the biggest weakness of this game. If this game had those modes tied in, very much like the Hobbit, the Hobbit does a great job distinguishing. Oh, this mode feels different than that mode, and and the music's great. The guy who did the music of his name, David um, Teal. Uh, that guy is unbelievable. Between this and Alien, and plus some other ones. But anyway, the modes though, if they could just make those modes more individualized, it would just be so much better for the so game. I'm, and that's what holds it back. Yeah, and, and and Brian, I'm hearing that over and over on the thread now because I think what's happening is people have had the pin for uh, enough time where they're they're loving it. I mean, don't get me wrong; people are loving this game, and they're saying, you know, it's just kind of missing that last bit of magic right and they're hoping for it and they they are calling uh the hobbit as an example of where you get it right when you start a mode you sort of feel like you're entering into that scene and this is where though this is where the lack of assets the lack of call outs from other actors in the movie i just think there's not much more they can do to, to bring that into the game the way the Hobbit implements it because it is all asset driven. And that's my, that's my biggest, like, uh, you know, that's where I just like, I'm saddened by that because they just, they can't, they can't inject that into the modes because they're just, they have such limited stuff to work with. I mean, think about Batman, right? That game has like not much from a physical standpoint, but Lyman has like, there's like 5,000 different, sound clips and video clips from the you know the three seasons of batman that that he has to work with to make every mode unique and different and fun right and then they don't have that on pirates so they've they've done the best they could Mm. but they don't have the so let's say because here's what i keep hearing like when you start a wizard mode there everyone's like I want the wizard mode to just be magical the way like a there and back again would be or something in the hobbit and i don't get that like I don't get those chills when I play the wizard modes and that's what I'm craving now. Is that, does, is that a fair assessment of like where people are starting to feel with, with, with the game? 
I mean, that's at least how I feel as far as, you know, pointing out a weakness to this game. And to your point, it's that inherent challenge they're going to face due to lack of assets, right? right? So that makes perfect sense. I will, I like to challenge them though and see what else they could do to make up for it because, you know, can they go back and pull some more, let's say, non, you know, uh, scenes without actors and, and, and maybe additional light show effects? Because I think the light show effects, it's good, but there's probably more on the table there. My, my only concern now is with the complete apparent, you know, stopping a production, does that put the code um, on the shelf a little bit? I'm not sure. I know that they're supposed to come out with a new, uh, I think it's 1.0, and they actually demoed it during, um, uh, what's his name, um, Jack Danger. His, uh, his stream of it, that was the new code. And I didn't right. see anything that was significantly different for the modes. But here, here's the thing. The game shoots and the game looks and the game plays. It's not like it's a, an imperative thing for me to say, well, it's going to break it. But to get to that GOAT, like the greatest little time, I, I need my modes to be a little more. You know, right. So I, I'm not there yet, but the game is just, in my opinion, you know, right. a very good game. And I think that's... I think, it's, I think that's a great point. And, I, and for me, that's sort of like what keeps me a little bit away is I'm not arguing that the shots aren't great. I'm not arguing that it's not one of the most visually stunning pinball machines of all time because it is. I'm just worried that it's just not going to have that kind of magic that I look for in the, in, in the synchronization of it all coming together. And by that, I mean, I think the greatest games of all time and the classic pinball machines, it's a combination of all those things, right? The wizard modes, the music, the call outs, the shots, it, it just all comes together in this harmonious way. And I think Pirates is going to end up being like 80% there. But I think the 20% of, you know, is going to, that holds it back are the assets. And, and that's why I've always said it, it was just a head scratcher. And look, Jersey Jack learned their lesson, Brian. I mean, they're going back to redo Toy Story because they had the same asset problem. Can you imagine Toy Story without like all the characters and the video clips from the movies like and they fired the CEO who inked those two deals because of that. Yeah. No, it was a clear acknowledgement of what happened. I think for many though, this game's firing on so many cylinders and, and the things it does are so special right. that they're that they are valuing those things more in the aggregate, right? That's right. that's the end game, right? And, and I think that's how you get people to say it's the, you know, greatest little time, but right, right. you know, well, if we were to put a little bit of a bubble over the hobby over mm -hmm. the last few years, I do think that Stern games have become pretty, I don't want to say like cookie cutter, but I will say cookie cutter. But I say it like this. A Stern is a Stern is a Stern. Like you just know what you're going to get. Like you're not going to see a Stern pinball machine and just see a completely radical, like imaginator, like imagination running wild, sort of creative mechanical world under glass. You're just not going to see it. I, they'll, they'll put the word world under glass on the artwork and they'll use all this stuff. But if you peel back all the art and look at a stern game as a whitewood, there's not a lot. So I think Pirates of the Caribbean in comparison to everything else we've seen over the last like five years, I mean, it's what people really want, right? It's, but I think people want a little bit more too. And that's why I think Willy Wonka and Toy Story and Guns N' Roses could could really be the you know the the moment in which Jersey Jack Pinball comes into I think the company we always have wanted it to be. I completely agree. Look, there's finally the themes 
that everyone wants. I mean, Willy Wonka, I think, in my opinion, I think you're a little uh, – I, I know people like it. I don't think people like it as much as you, you might think they do. Toy Story to me is the clear champion for Jersey Jack. Willy Wonka, God bless it. I hope it does well. But it doesn't have the mass appeal. That Toy Story is the juggernaut in JJP's arsenal I, right now. I, I agree. I mean, look, I, yeah. there's a reason why. And, and I've been really touched on this on the show. But it, there's a reason why Jersey Jack is going back to Warner Brothers, which is who has the license for The Wizard of Oz. And they ha- and Jack has worked with them for years now, and and look at everything that's in Wizard of Oz pinball, right? They have a ton of assets. It's only when he went to Disney with Pirates that it was a struggle, and same thing with with what, Toy Story would have been similar. But mm-hmm. Willy Wonka is not as big as Toy Story in terms of current popularity. It's it's it is a timeless classic like the Wizard of Oz. I, the reason why I do like Wonka though is I do think Wonka. It's 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 just a, the Gene Wilder. It's just so classic. I think everyone has seen it many many times. It it probably doesn't get repeat watched as much as the Toy Story movies do for people. Uh, yeah. But it's also a different demo, right? I'm 42 years old, and yeah. Brian, how old are you? 37. Okay, so you know, not not worlds apart. So I grew up. I definitely had seen Willy Wonka many times. I definitely have seen the Toy Story movies many times. I think. Here's the thing. Toy Story, though, doesn't appeal as much as Wonka as you start to get to the older demographic within pinball. So once mm-hmm. you you know once you get to guys who are maybe 55 plus, I, I think a lot of I hear people being like, Toy Story's stupid, you know, and it's like, what? Like, <laughs> how do you say I still think the first movie is one of the greatest movies of all time. Uh, but I think Willy Wonka and Toy Story, I think most people are fans of both. I think some people like one, don't like the other. I think they both, here's the, here's the most important part, they both translate to pinball perfectly. <clears throat> I think I think Toy Story, um, well, let me back up. I personally like Willy Wonka more than Toy Story. I, I, I also remember just, you know, when I was younger watching the, the Gene Wilder version. I mean, that there's something special about that movie. Just the magic around the the chocolate factory, and that could translate really well to the magic of pinball. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. But Toy Story, similar to how apparently you know Harry Potter is like this absolute insane franchise that if it were to get grounded by you know I know that Stern apparently or there's been talks about Stern getting it. Like Harry Potter has this huge following that I was kind of surprised about. I think Toy Story is kind of similar, where it. It, it's at, it's at each level, right? You have young people, you have older people. You have people that will make fun of it and then love it because they're they're kind of concerned about you know embarrassing themselves for some reason. I have no idea, but I'm telling you, Toy Story is going to be just an unbelievable. Uh, if if they make it well, which you know Jersey Jack, their designs, no one's ever questioned the quality of their designs. So you know the the table will be there, and finally the assets, finally the theme. Right. It's like this is going to be it, right? Now Willy Wonka, I mean. Pat Lawler, man, dialed in. What an amazing Pat, shooter. Pat's doing both of them. I, I, it's Pat, that's right. Pat's doing Toy Story too. So, I mean, it's like I just feel so much – there's so much going on for Jersey Jack right now that he's got to just knock this out of the park. This is the year. I think you mentioned this too. Like this is this this is the year for this guy to just kill it. I mean absolutely kill it with these two. And then so, Guns N' Roses, forget right. it. Oh Brian, what – Yeah. Knowing that he should kill it, what do you think could go wrong? in this scenario 
<clears throat> well, I think it's all about delivery, right? And I know that I think it was your last podcast. You said, well, apparently Wonka's done, and as soon as they announce it, they're gonna, you know, be able to ship it pretty soon. And I think to your point earlier on, if pirates was shipping in six weeks from the time it was released or the time it was shown. I mean, Pinside, and again, Pinside's kind of negative. I love the website, but like there's a, you know, it is what it is. But people love Pirates when it was released that time, right? And it's like, as, as long as Jersey could give it to them, they would buy it. And he couldn't do that. So as long as Jack can just get this game out for Willy Wonka, if he gets it out, because you know Law is going to bring it, you know the assets are there, everything's, it's like, just deliver it. This right. guy will, will be a winner. Now, here's, here's what he needs to do. And someone needs to post this on Pinside to tell LTG to tell Jack this. The last <laughs> That's LTG. Yeah. yeah, right? He's like their customer him. service dude. The last, so smart. The last sort of issue, this is the issue with production that Stern gets so right that I think Jersey Jack could fumble this again. Because here's the thing. History has shown us that Jack will reveal a game and it still is going to be a long wait to get it. Now, Stern does not even reveal a game. They don't let you know what it is. They don't let you see it. They don't tell you the matrix. They don't do anything until that game is already on the line and in a box on a ship heading to Europe. Like they, the, the, when they, every game they reveal, the game's already being produced. Like yeah. they, they are super secretive about protecting the leaks and they are making the game by the day you first hear about it. What I don't want Jack to do is get w caught up in the excitement of revealing it and reveal it and then make people wait. You know, even like two, three months, I think he needs to reveal it and have it ready to go like within a month. And and I know people will wait, but I'm just a little, I see, I don't see the point. In, why even reveal it early? Here's why I think he does it. And again, it goes back to the two different business models. You have Stern, who sells the Ellie's, and the Ellie's get gobbled up by the, the true people who want them, plus the scalpers. So they're gone. I mean, Stern doesn't have to do anything about those. They're already right. bought. Then they're selling you the Pro. And Stern knows that with the cost of that Pro, somebody is definitely more likely just to pick it up and buy it and give it a chance because it's not that $9,000 price point. Right. I think Jack needs to he needs to build in some level of just um, drop. Not want to say drama, but just like you know, uh, hype, right? Because this is not a 5K machine. This is not a 52. 50. This is going to be a 9K. I, I know there's standards, but who cares about the standards? No one likes standards, right? So you got the LEs at 9K. You got the 13 CEs, right? You got to have some level of hype. You have to have some level build in. And as long as that hype is controlled, so it's not nine months, ten months, a year and a half later. If it's two months. That hype's not going anywhere. Okay, so you're saying, it. yeah, so he needs to reveal, so he just keeps people from buying other stuff, so they, they'll they hold their money for yes. him if they know the wait won't be arduously long. Exactly. Right, and that, no, exactly. I, I get that, and he's showing a, a more high caliber product, so I hope he does it. I hope he does it. I hope he, I think he's made the smartest move ever by pausing production of... Um, Pirates of the Caribbean. And he also is making a smart move by doing another run of Wizard of Oz because that's just that's Jack's annuity. That's his Honda Civic. He's sold <laughs> over four thousand of them, and he's gonna he's gonna sell another. How however many yellow brick roads he makes, he will sell. I mean, there's the demand for that game just keeps growing globally. 
So that'll that's good because now he doesn't have like a deadline. He can keep the line going till he gets to Wonka. So we'll see. I mean, the rest of it we don't really know. So I, I got to tell you though. Yep. I got to tell you though. The, the Yellow Brick Road. I'm not sh- as confident as you are as far as people's thirst. And, and let me tell you why. If Jersey Jack, if Jack doesn't keep that below 300, 400, because you know that will just cause the collector wants just you know limited edition to to get it. If he makes too many, you have people that are dying for Wiz- for for Wonka, dying for Toy Story. They've seen Wizard of Oz. They played Wizard of Oz. You can powder coat it yellow, blue, green, red. Who cares, right? Let's get the new stuff out. So I might want to hold my money and not buy a brand new Yellow Brick Road, which is a game I played, you know, two thousand essentially 2013, which stripped down mechanics, or or at least the the rumor is they're going to do a little bit less. I'm not sure I'm I'm that confident him selling that many if he doesn't have some type of limit on it. Right. To be honest, yeah. Right. Well, the thing is, I think he's in a little bit of a sticky situation with how many he makes of of, of another Waz run because he's made a thousand Emerald Cities. I think there was a thousand Ruby Red editions, and then the rest, maybe there were a little bit more. The rest of them were the standards. Um, if he makes only 250 Yellow Brick Roads, now all of a sudden those become like the collector's edition, the rarest version, and he's also making some mechanical tweaks to the game as well which will be interesting right are we going to lose the flying monkey are we going to keep the flying monkey is is what other changes will happen we're going to know in two weeks at tpf uh, what the game is all about but then i also heard jack is telling people that he needs to order if he only orders 250 parts it's not worth his while to make the game and that's why we're going to see closer to 500 to a thousand of those but but i do agree You know, if, if you want a Wizard of Oz, so here's the challenge, right? If you really want a Wizard of Oz, you can go get one now. A beautiful, you know, Emerald City version with the wood apron, with the new light boards for like $7,000 to 7500 right? So why would you go spend 9000 for like the third limited edition version of the game? The only reason you do it is if you have limited quantity, and that's my point, right? So I, I don't, you can have direct print too. Some of those direct print the uh, Emerald City, right? So I mean, that's the real, the nicest one out there, and you can get it for, like you said, seven seventy five. So unless they limit this quantity, exactly, what am I going out spending a ton of money to get a yellow version of Wizard of Oz? And let me tell you, if the monkey's gone, if the actual toys are compromised, forget it. And then, then right. I mean, I don't know what's going on, right? So Well, and the other, the reverse problem is, like, let's say you have people out there who love the Wizard of Oz. And let's say he improves something that is mechanical and new. Then you're going to have people selling their old Wazes to get the new one. And then you even, you have even more of a, a flooding of the market of, of Wizard of Oz machines available. <laughs> so, yeah. all right. So 2019. So Jack looks like he's got a lot of good stuff coming down the pipeline. Stern Pinball, we don't really know everything coming out. The rumors are Jurassic World. Does that title appeal to you? Big time. So Jurassic Park. From Data East, I just hate the way Data East feels. Those games are so cheap that, but I love that game. I mean, that and you see that game is rising. Like every time I check pin side, first it's twenty eight, now it's thirty two, and then it's thirty six. Like that game's going up. So the Jurassic franchise is a great franchise. That that game is going to sell a ton, in my opinion, as long as they just you know don't compromise too much around just the magic around it. Obviously, it's a stern, so you, like you said, it's going to be built on this foundation that we all know. It's like the chassis that they've been using for like. Eight nine years, and they just kind of tweak the you know the, the bells and whistles here and there. But that game, I'm telling you, great franchise to do. I mean, 
knowing that the Jurassic Park game from Data East had the T Rex that bent over right and picked up the ball, so cool. yeah, that is the bar. And I just hope that Stern <laughs> has something that is awesome and dino magical like that. Because if it's just like a T Rex bash head where there's a magnet in front, like Herman Munster magnet, I'm getting a little. I, I feel like Stern is. They're becoming a little bit of a parts bin company for me where they, you can see where maybe they'll design a ramp different here and there. But for the most part, the stuff that the ball interacts with, it just feels like it's all the same. Like when's the la- like what is the last great mechanism that Stern Pinball designed? Well, look. Uh, the Hyperloop uh, the, the, maybe? I, I don't even – I guess. That, that's Star Wars. Forget it. I mean – I, I, I'm not even sure because it's like they haven't uh, – it's just not something they focus on. Uh, that's just not their thing. I'm trying to think what's the best recent uh, – oh, look, Ghostbusters. I love the Magnus slings. I really thought those were cool. Right. I, I, and that fit the theme really well. That was Stern's, in my opinion, terrible shooting game. I tried to buy – I bought it twice because I love Ghostbusters so much. But it's so – it just shoots so bad. But the Magnus slings were, were great. The joke though, I'm telling you, if Stern doesn't bring the toy for this game for Jurassic, the joke would be that – what, I'm not sure when did Jurassic Park come out in 91. Well, 90, yeah, 92, I mean, the first right? one, yeah, way back. And, and and that's Stern, right? Stern was Data East. So if Stern can't actually beat their own damn toy, right? Because Stern was Data East, I think. I mean, it's embarrassing. I mean, but we <laughs> haven't even seen them on a mechanical level even do anything as interesting as as Lord of the Rings or even I mean even Simpson Pinball Party. I. I why I, do they need to? Why, yeah, here's the thing. Exactly. They, they're so successful. I, well, they don't need to. I, I totally agree. Let me see. I'm trying to see like what year Jurassic Park was. You got me interested in this. So I think it's 1993. So that's yeah, the thing is this too is I would just rather them make a Jurassic Park, another Jurassic Park game, a new one. They're, it's going to be Jurassic World. I'm, I'm always nervous when the newer films, like I did like the first Jurassic World. Some people hated it. The second Jurassic World was was terrible. So I, I don't know if it's, if it's going to have the same magic as the first, if you made it on the first game. That's the same thing for Toy Story. I would just rather, I, it's easier when you just have one movie, like Willy Wonka versus like four yeah. or five movies to have to like build it around. But, uh, you know, look, Stern is going to do what Stern does. Jersey Jack, I think, has a year where they could steal market share. Chicago Gaming Company is supposed to be coming out with Cactus Canyon and then an original licensed theme game. So what do you do you like do you think there's going to be a love affair with Cactus Canyon coming back and I heard they're getting the original coder to finish the game. I, I love I love what that company is doing. I, I have an Attack from Mars uh, remake Ellie. I just bought a Monster Bash. It, 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 uh, you know, older game but just it's beautiful. I just love what they're doing. Um, I have no idea why in the world they're doing anything original. I have no idea. It just just well, keep on not, doing what not, you're doing. It's not an well. It's not an original original game like like Steve Ritchie's Black Knight Three Thousand. It's an original <laughs> licensed theme game. So it's it's it just means they're not making a remake. It, this is a licensed game that they're doing from the ground yeah. up. Yeah. Again, just keep it. These guys are making, I think, good money with with these remakes. They're doing everyone a good service. That they're, they're priced right. I mean, that's fine, but but Cactus Canyon, I don't uh, look. I think that's a very rare game. I haven't personally played it too much. Although I played the one when I was traveling for business, I went to the city and uh, went to um, that place, Sunshine. You always talk about. I've never been there before, 
and I walk up and there's a Cactus Canyon in the corner that's like it, it's so random I'm like well, this game is like a really rare game it's like and obviously you know this because you, you're there all the time but for someone who's never been there before it blew my mind away this guy's got a game that expensive or at least that rare just sitting in the corner by itself in the dark yeah it, it just was amazing but um he's got like look, I think he has like, he had like a when I first went there, it was just the front of the laundromat, and he just had like a big bang bar like next to a dryer. And I'm like, yeah, it's 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 how they do. It. He's got a Beatles diamond next to a Supreme. It doesn't matter how rare the game is. I mean, he would put a That's Magic crazy. Girl on location and let people just beat it to shit. It's it's just the way yeah. Pete does it. Um, yeah. Well, look, I think it's smart. It's Black, smart for them to do this. Do you think Black Knight Three Thousand is going to be successful? Terrible idea. Absolutely terrible idea. Listen, I, I and I'm not the. Uh, I got in this hobby, you know, I don't know, four or five years ago. I'm not. I was never like big, big into pinball when I was growing up, but I played the classics like Am's Family. Um, I have no interest at all on this Black Knight 3000. I love Steve Ritchie though, so I'll give it a chance because I think his games like The Getaway, as simple as that game is, I just love it. So obviously, give it a chance. But this is Stern. I had no idea. I mean, this is their their playbook does not include a game like this. And so they're really I think, nervous. I mean, I this yeah. is, I know people at Stern and, and they're nervous. Now, here's what I think they're going to do. I don't know if I, I might have mentioned this. I think they're going to have a vault edition ready to go real quickly alongside <laughs> of Richie's game. So if it, if it starts to look like it's a sales flop, they're going to be like, congratulations, Stern vault or Tron vault edition or something else that people have wanted. Tron vault. There aren't yeah. many vaults that they can go to though, right? Because if you think about it, they made a lot of Trons. Like Tron wasn't. Uh, it's just a Tron LE people want. So it would have to be a vault based with the on the LE with the fiber optic ramps. At, what would be interesting is if they would put an <clears throat> LCD in Tron. Yeah, which they would, I would think. But I, I don't know. Uh, again, someone had a good point on Pinside because uh, you know people are saying, well, look, it's definitely uh, a game people want, blah blah. But then the cost. You think about the cost of a Tron uh, vault. And, and what the pricing structure would be on that, it, it's going to be pretty expensive. Um, so I, I just don't know the value unless, to your point, they put an LCD. But didn't Gomez say there's no gonna, there's going to be no LCDs on their vaults, I thought? Right. I mean, he could be – they could yeah. change their plan. Yeah, but, I, that's what he said. I mean, I don't think it would be that hard for them to switch over to the new platform with with the – number of people that they have over there in the in the coding and engineering department they won't do it though to your point stern just makes every game to be around two to three thousand dollars so anything that has a significant increase in the bomb of the game they're just not going to do it because they don't have to because up until now they've looked around and no one else has their shit figured out and so you can't blame them for removing stuff for cutting some corners or going cheaper on the wood or this or that or whatever the stuff they've done because they keep making more and more money and they keep growing. The, they're the ones who are growing the pinball industry. I mean, that's there's no doubt about it. So where do you think Deep Root fits in? Because they're just like the enigma waiting. Are they going to pull a Trojan horse and just rock in a TPF? <laughs> that's, why, that's my theory. They're going to Trojan horse yeah. the entire TPF. <laughs> That would be awesome. Here's what I don't understand about that place, about Deep Root. You have you have really you know talented people working there. They're not they're not working in like you know Australia or like some random you know area in the world. They're in Texas, right? So why why is there no media coverage or any type of like inside look at anything that they're doing? Like 
at this point, you have titles, potential titles, you have potential timing that keeps on changing. But how are these guys able to just cover so many machines? Aren't they doing like four or five, the plans four or five to release? How are they able to cover this up so well? I mean, they're working with many people. They have to work with parts and manufacturing. Like, how are there no leaks? I, I mean, easily. I mean, Robert is a lawyer. And yeah. they they have probably all been told what will happen if any leak happens. Oh. and. That stuff happens all the time. You have low-level employees that are going to be in and out of that place. They're not. There's definitely opportunities. I just. My point is, I'm not sure uh, maybe how they, credible they, just, they are. So, I'm not sure how credible well, they are. do you think Brian, there's like there's nothing to leak, or do you think that because because to your point, if if there are like low-level employees who could snap a photo here and there and, and upload yeah, it, I I think what's happening down there, I think they're kind of all really proud of what they're doing. I haven't seen anything, so I'm not chilling. I've, I've seen nothing, but I do yeah. think there's a sense of what we're working on here is going to be game changing. And everyone feels a sense of pride and ownership that nobody, nobody wants to be the one to hurt their chances to be successful. <clears throat> the thing is, this is at some point they have to deliver and what they have to deliver has to raise the bar. And based on our, conversation earlier tonight you know jersey jack has raised the bar significantly so they have to go over that bar and they have to charge according to what what they've been saying they're going to charge less money to give you more than that Mm -hmm. how's that going to be possible i mean i i can see it happening just from an investment perspective they're willing to take and i think also the margins the margins in pinball again i don't have the inside info but just from what I've been hearing, the margins in pinball are absolutely insane. Okay, so I think if Deep Root, right, could can maybe just trim the margin a little bit and take a little bit less, they're willing to just take that as a competitive advantage to get their name out there. Now, why the hell they're doing original IPs over there as opposed to just getting what I think is the the, the recipe for success, which is get an IP, preferably one from the '80s. I don't care what it is, Goonies, whatever it is. And they have one. Apparently they have one. I think that's a really good idea. But they should all be franchises you know and just absolutely nail it with these three or four releases. You have great developers or great designers, sorry. Um, why are they doing original? I have no right. idea. Uh, you know, just this well, market is just – I mean they – because Robert, Robert fell in love with John's stuff like everybody else did. And it's hard not to. I mean even when I saw that guy listing that Madrigal for sale – you see it again and it's still just like it's hard not to just be like wow and i think there's a little bit of the stars in the eyes when you see a j-pop machine Uh, but also you know j-pop machines are inside baseball like only the the hardcore people who Mm -hmm. love pinball even know who the fuck j-pop is you know when someone walks into a distributor to buy a game and he sees star wars ghostbusters magic girl uh, he's going to buy Star Wars or Ghostbusters, the casual guy who just wants a game in his game room. You know, he's not going to, he doesn't care <clears throat> who these like designers are from yesteryears of pinball. Uh, so I think there's a, maybe an, an, a, a, a miscalculation, right, on the popularity of these games if they mass produce them. And the other part is John's Zidware stuff was cool because it was limited. It felt like the Bugatti, right? The mm-hmm. I'm only going to make 20 of these, and then it's like an FU to the pinball world, right? You make 2,000 of them, eh, it's everywhere. Yeah. Everyone's got one. doesn't feel as special. No, not nearly as special. And, look, again, Deep Root wants to get the name out there. You want to get the biggest market. 
you get the biggest market by having the best franchises. Stern's done it day in, day out. So my point is maybe phase two, phase three, you jump into the originals. But I just don't know the strategy. So look, I, I really hope they're successful because to me, they represent a company that wants to bring magic back like JJP does. But they want to bring it to you for a cheaper, cheaper, you know, uh, expense, which that's a win-win to me as right. a as a pinball. So of course I want them to succeed. But how in the world in 2019, where everything leaks, everything, I don't care who it is, I don't care how many lawyers or forget it, everything leaks. How does nobody have anything on these guys? So and how far well, away are we? Well, so then what are you saying? You think there's nothing in there? I think I think they're incredibly behind. And they have sketches, but I'm telling you, I, I personally, again, I don't have any inside information. I just question, just from a pure common sense perspective, how do we have nothing yet from these guys? Zippo, there's zero. It, it's funny you say that because I know Jeff at This Week in Pinball, and he went in there and, and he saw stuff. And then I've also, I've heard from some people at Deep Root where they're saying we're much further along than people realize. That's why I think the Trojan horse is coming. I think Robert and Barry O at and 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 John Norris and John Papaduke, there. I think they're going to pull some sort of moment. I mean, look, we it was supposed to be the five days of Deep Root. I'm not even yeah. sure when those five days are happening, but <clears throat> it's going to have to happen this year. Has to. L- Listen to me. If this happens the way you're describing, which I would just be ecstatic. It would be. Do you watch wrestling at all? Back in the Absolutely. day. Absolutely. It would have been like okay. when Hogan and, like- and like Nash like were actually on the same side. NWO. It would it would be NWO type of shit where people are coming out like and just crashing the entire place and and they would come out their own music. I mean yeah. that would be epic. So I, I I hopefully they do that. But my common sense, my gut is like, what are we doing? Where are we going? Uh, but I I love the idea of it. So hopefully you're right. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean Robert, I I I think he's doing it right with with this shroud of secrecy. It's how you do it. When I when I look at like Riot Pinball showing us the the schematics for the Valhalla game. I'm like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> like this this is where we're at. That we're yeah. we have a company that couldn't sell Wrath of Olympus is now just revealing schematics to do what to to put all this effort into something and you don't have a manufacturer locked. Like I I applaud people's effort to make pinball. I do. I think it's great. I want to see more pinball machines, but. If you want to be a successful company and you want to sell your game in the pinball industry, you need to be very protective over your IP and over the the hype of your game. If you spoil it and you show people how the sausage is made over a period of months, if not years, you are not going to have excitement when the game finally goes up for sale if you you draw it out too long. And history has shown that. Agreed. Agreed. These guys uh, are going for an all-in or all-out approach, meaning if they're going to do it, they're going to just drop it on us, literally everything at once, like, or they're just yeah. – Yeah, like like Brian, look how, look how silly it was to announce. We're remaking Kingpin. All right. Where the fuck is it? Those guys were at TPF last year. Do you th- that's, what's listen, crazy listen. is like that's another game that's coming out. Like when? Yeah, but see, I can understand why those guys are doing that because – Listen, there is so much volume to get through in the pinball now with people coming out left and right. Those guys are just trying to get on the map, right? So their, their, their strategy is let's at least announce something so that we put a stake in the ground and we go from there. I don't, I don't necessarily blame them. Look, they're, they're an uphill battle beyond belief. Um, so I don't, I don't. Well, know. I think they need a manufacturer, right? And I, I think, 
think American Pinball might actually be the answer for them. Do you think Oktoberfest, how does it sell? Listen, Oktoberfest, I got to tell you two things. Number one, you talked about uh, the, uh, you know, not coming on October. Listen, here's the thing. Do you like, do you like women? I'm married to one, so I hope so. Okay. Okay. Do you like, do you like, do you like beer? I love beer. Okay. Now, do you like women and beer throughout the entire year? Absolutely. Okay. Therefore, a October woman, Fest, not, not, not plural. I think Brenda's whatever. listening. Sure. Brenda, you know, you know what he's talking about. That means Oktoberfest can come out literally any day of the week. Okay. It's about beer. It's about women. It's about pinball. The whole thing about it needing to come out in October, forget it. Stop it. Right. Number two, the game itself is such a good shooting game. It just looks good. I haven't personally put my hands on it, but, and I mentioned this in the forums, what in the hell is going on with the audio, video, and just the art package? I, I, that, that, it just, right now, it's personally like, I think you mentioned too, like just the art is, it's, it's like, I think you said someone exploded. It's, that's exactly what it looks like. There's art everywhere. Even the side panels have a ton of art on it as well. It's, and it's where's like, Waldo? Somewhere, exactly. somewhere in there is like I think Davil's wearing like the Waldo outfit. <laughs> it is. It's like you can almost uh, pass out trying to you know look around that machine. But the thing, it's bringing, in my opinion, some some. Uh, it just it's very appealing to 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 want to shoot. Uh, but I feel like they're just kicking themselves in the ass, which is you know uh, I I feel maybe cutting down a little bit on the 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 cost for especially the um, the animations and things like that. I know people are saying oh it doesn't matter, but I don't know. For me, I like to have the full package at least represented, and that kind of detracts from the experience. Now, how does it sell? I mean, this thing is got because I don't think the video is going to be or the uh, those animations are going to be really improved anytime soon. I think the audio is definitely a killer for some people. I, I think it's okay. There's definitely some issues there. If this thing doesn't shoot like dialed in, which is an amazing shooter, if this thing does not shoot like butter, then forget it. This game is done. Like because the art package, the video is not there. The cost is is definitely good. I know some people are saying, "Oh, it's a lot less than JGP." Well, guess what? It's not that much less. You're still spending seven thousand plus tax, and who you know. Right. So it's not like Stern Pro. So you're still poning up. I, I would say a premium. So this well, thing's got and a sh- for for well, seventy five hundred bucks. So this is a, thing. a company like American Pinball. They're selling to the pinball community. They're not selling to the broader community. You're not going to bring in new people with Oktoberfest. I just did a whole week-long exercise with Anheuser-Busch InBev's clients over how do you bring new people in new categories. So the way you bring new people into pinball is through theme, and that's what Stern does really well, right? Guardians of the Galaxy, if you're a fan, you, you know, you're bringing in more people than just pinball enthusiasts. But a game like Oktoberfest, you're talking to pinball people. Now, here's the rub. $7,500 for an Oktoberfest. I can go get a dialed in LE, right? So on just a level, unless opening up new inboxes is the most important thing to you, you can get a lot of really, really good pinball for $7,500 now, right? And so that game needs to compete, not just with the new games at that price, but the recently new games that are also available at that price. And that is when it starts to look... uh, you know, a little mediocre, right? In some of those areas of animations and sound and art. And I think they need to hire people to improve in those areas. And they haven't though. This still seems to be the Josh and Joe show for the most part. I know they got ferret on coding as well. Who's great by the way. He is great, but those animations are not going to change. 
I do think the game shoots good. I do. It looks really good. To sh- it looks really fun to shoot. But he, you know, the problem now is with so much competition, and this is the same problem Pirates has. Right? If Pirates of the Caribbean has a problem because of certain issues, these guys have certain issues. If you're not the full package, if you're not the full package, I think it's hard to be commercially successful. And if the art's not good, it's see the art being bad is even worse than code being too complex or or lack of wizard modes on pirates, right? Because people most people don't even get the wizard modes on any game to begin with, right? But when they walk up to a game, they want it to be sexy. It's like, you know, to the point of women you still want to wake up in the morning and your and your wife is still hot. And so that's what pinball is like. When you're not playing it, when you're not having sex with the machine, it still looks good. You know, it still looks good. And that's and Pirates yeah. fits that bill for people. I don't know if people are going to want to look at that art all day long. And it's a shame because art should be easy to get right in 2019 for pinball. Yeah, look, I, I, I agree. I think the... Uh, uh, American Pinball, it's impressive that they were able to manufacture Houdini as well as they did. That, that's a game that I think tried to bring some magic, much more than Stern. You never heard of any issues, so I applaud them for that because that was their initial offering. So they definitely confirmed or at least uh, proved themselves that they can manufacture a relatively challenging game. They definitely have good design. Houdini I'm not a big fan of, but this one looks much more attractive or at least uh, fun to shoot. I am kind of back and forth, though, on, on how the art will be perceived, especially on how this game does on, on route. And the reason why I say it is because, you know, this is a perfect fit, an absolute perfect fit for a bar. And, you know, would, would, would an owner buy it because it has, you know, relatively attractive girls and it has beer? Like, they could just bring it in because of that. And I think people would at least press that start button because they're seeing girls and they're seeing beer. Right. So I think, I think they'll bring it to the table. The question is, it's like, to your point, can you just step it up a little bit with the with with the animations and, and the video? Because again, they they're bringing a lot of the harder parts to the to the game. It's like they're they're fumbling what shouldn't be that that hard. Obviously, you know, there's different variations, but this thing, in my opinion, is really struggling in that area. Yeah, they just need a creative director. I mean, I I work in a, in an industry where there's a lot of creative people, and and I I come up with concepts. Like I'm I'm a conceptor in my profession, but I'm not like a designer, and I'm mm-hmm. always amazed when you when you when you stand over something that needs to be designed properly certain people just have a knack for it and they have an eye for it and others don't and clearly they don't john papaduke is one of the greatest pinball designers and he's a creative director like he told you know he helped zombie yeti he told he had a vision for what he wanted same thing that's why like look at you know john papaduke's artists and what he gets out of them and then look at other designers in pinball what they get out of their artists like look how you know piss poor the art is on dialed in like that's what <laughs> that's that's what pat lawler thought was good enough for his game john papaduke yeah. never would have let one of his games go out looking like that so we'll see what happens I, it's again it's just going to be hard for them because uh the, you know did they miss their window now as i said in my last podcast luckily for these guys this game is going to be shipping and on the line when nothing new is really out. So they're going to have yeah. about like a month to two where nothing new is shipping. Yeah, I think if they can get it out, and they truly do, uh, it's it's the best opportunity for them to do, uh, to do as well as they can. I just think this game is going to come out and then sell slow and very similar to Houdini Market, which is completely 
at this point, if you're buying a brand new Houdini from a distributor at you know 7K, you're an absolute fool, right? So that game's completely the bombs dropped out. This game I could see going the same way personally because I just think there's so many people waiting for these major titles that are coming out. And if their cost is 7,500, I think, Chris, that's 7,500 before tax, right? Yeah, and the tax laws like change now. Right, like, the new tax out. laws. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's it's not as cheap anymore. No, uh, it's expensive. So we'll it is. Ex- it, well, and also, you know, people are looking at Houdini. Like, I'm going to spend seventy five hundred, and people are probably like, "Shit, this game might only be worth like six thousand in a year." And do I do I need it that bad? Right. If I eventually want one, I could always pick one up later down the road. Um, exactly. Right. Brian, final final company I want to talk about because see, I told you we get to an hour quick. We're at an hour five. <laughs> it happens, man. People, you know, whenever they come on, I'm like, you'll see, you'll see. Once yeah. you're on the Canada train, it, it moves pretty fast. <laughs> um, spooky Pinball. I think this oh, yeah. is a really interesting year for them. Alice Cooper Nightmare Castle is finally shipping. He's got the one thousand dollar non refundable deposits, which some people are trying to break out of unsuccessfully. What are your thoughts on Spooky in 2019? Let me go – look, the $1,000 deposit thing, I, I know you mentioned uh, – I forgot it was the last one, maybe a couple ago, about the practice of him doing this. And listen, if you're a consumer and the guy's telling you, uh, you can give me $1,000 and I'm going to try to get you a game by a certain point, it's up to the person to say, wait a minute, Charlie. Get the fuck out of here. Like, are you going to deliver this to me? If you're not, then you know there's got to be a caveat so I can get out of it. But there's no caveat, and the consumer knows that. So it's on the consumer to be smart enough not to get in that uh, relationship with Charles. So I don't blame Spooky at all. If I'm a small company, um, I am doing the same thing. If people are going to do it with me, why not, right? So I blame – or I don't blame, but I would say that's not you know Charlie's fault. Now, as far as what's going on with that game, what in the hell? I mean you have guys like um, – what's his name? Uh, Ice, which by the way, that guy on that uh, thread – is uh, is trying to match for breast cancer. I mean, just a great stand-up move by him. I really give him a lot of respect for that. So hopefully Spooky you know, ponies up and does it. But he's trying to sell his at $500, which is half the thousand. There's another guy who's actually below him at 300 or so. I mean, people are giving this game away. I've played it a couple times. That game is just not for me. It, it just doesn't shoot like I want to shoot. Um, I think that game's going to be a complete, a complete disaster. Um, and, and if you want to get into it, it's like, just keep on, hold on because this thing's just going to go down. Yeah. I don't think it's, I don't think they're going to end up making all 500. I think what's going to happen is this. And because 18 months to, to, from start to finish of production for those of you out there is a year and a half. (laughs) And in a year and a half, that's about five to six new Stern titles. A year and a half from now, we should have like 18 deep root titles to choose from, right? A year and a half from now, we will have at least three New Jersey Jack titles over the next 18 months for sure. Here's what's going to happen. The the bottom is going to fall out on Chuck, and he's built his model around this, you know, limited, like limited number of games. Uh, you know, I tell people 18 months from start to finish. But here's the thing. If the game's not good and and the game's not great, what is going to happen six months from now, right? When people have this game, people have played, see, it'll be out at shows more. And, and in comparison to the other games that are out there and available, I, I don't think it's going to be heralded as one of the better games of the year. And then what happens when people start selling them 
for 500 or 1,000 less than it is new, right? What do you do now for the guy who's got another nine-month wait and he can go buy it tomorrow and save himself like 1,500 bucks, right? <laughs> yeah. And then you're going to get like this just mutiny mess. by the guys at the end of the line because it's, it's yeah. just like and, – and, and it's not Chuck's fault. It's not. I mean to your point, mm-hmm. these people made this agreement, but I think people ignorantly – thought that well it's limited well it's 500 and it's amazing and like so it's just like yeah if the game is like a classic and there's only 500 and and it's and it is like an incredible game that would hold value but it's just i don't think it's going to get there and i think spooky's in in, in, is going to be in a little bit of trouble i don't think they're making a ton of money I think TNA saved them, like saved the company TNA. Like he, because if you remember when Rob Zombie production was done, mm-hmm. if he doesn't have TNA, he had nothing to go on the line. Alice Cooper was next and it was significantly delayed. Yeah. And so he, th- that would have put the company most likely under. I mean, he did the smart thing and got a game on the line, but without TNA, that was the savior of Spooky. But I think the bottom is going to fall out a little bit, and I think they won't end up making all 500. I think Chuck is at the stage now where he needs to hire some outside talent to make his games better because it's the same people, the same formula. And again, I think his ego making him design these games is the Achilles heel of the company. And and like I say this on my show, Brian, I have to walk by this guy at shows and everything. But I'm, I, Chuck, I'm telling you, run your company, become Gary Stern. Let the designers who are more talented take over the playfield layout because that game with all those posts everywhere, that's not good design. It's a brick fest. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I think that uh, this business model they're doing of a thousand down for deposit that that business model, in my opinion, is over after this game because the goodwill that they built with TNA was the momentum for people to jump on board for this game and to give them that thousand dollars after this game comes out whatever happens to it you're not gonna have that goodwill anymore and I doubt people will do the same or have the same amount of uh, interest in giving him that money up front so I think his next game he's got to almost plan not to have that ability to bring in a thousand each and uh, and we'll see what happens but look when you when you criticize or at least you provide feedback on these on these uh, these owners like Jack and and folks are saying, oh God, Canada, you know he's he's so direct. These guys, listen, if you have a company, this happens to everybody. You get critiques, right? You get you get you know we call it constructive criticism, right? The political, I guess, the politically correct way of saying it. Right. But but it's that's how this business runs, people. Like you can't just go around kissing ass all day. You give them this feedback, they're not going to take it personally. They're they're saying, okay, I understand that. These guys want better, uh, you know, better deliverable. He wants a better deliverable, right? It, just relax. Like I think it's good that 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 you're airing out, you know, these direct, uh, this direct feedback because, listen, this is the way the world is. I well, mean, it's and, not going to be. It's not Candyland. And and Brian, if I was saying stuff that didn't capture or articulate how a lot of people feel, nobody would listen to this show. Exactly. exactly. So which yeah. one is it? It's like I'm like McDonald's, you know. Two billion served or six billion served, but no one ever admits to eating there. Like, cool. Like, and look, I agree. Yeah. And if and, and if I was just being negative for negative sake, I also think no one would listen to the show. I, I try to give an opinion about why or, or or back up my opinions 
with something that has some thought in it and and I keep an yeah, open mind. I keep an open mind. I'm yeah. trying look, I'm I hope to play a pirate soon that I fall in love with. I do think because of the lack of some of the assets and and the story narrative that can't really happen because of that. It might not be the game for me, but that's fine. I, I have my eyes set on Willy Wonka. That is what I hope is the next game in my one game collection. Yeah. Um, any final yeah. thoughts? Are you going to TPF, Brian? I'm not. I I, don't, I very rarely go to like the shows. Um, so I'm, I'm not. Uh, I don't travel to shows, but I'll definitely <clears throat> be checking. You know the media and the feedback that comes out from it. Um, let me ask you a question though. Yeah. Because I know you do keep an open mind. Um, Alien, Alien Pinball. Now look, you know there's been a resurgence, or at least there's been just on fire at the market with people selling aliens. It's time to sell if you have one. People cash out. Yeah. Well, here's the thing though. How many times you played Alien? Three times. Broken every time. Okay. Yes. Another game that struggles, right? Pirates has some mechanical issues. Alien, you know, historically has had issues. Um, that game, though, if you can get one that works, uh, and I'm going to get one here pretty shortly or soon, hopefully in the next two weeks. What did you say I, here? I, like you, you, you bought one or, or where? I did. I, I did. So I, I, I had an original Alien that came off when it was first released in October. My Alien was – there was a couple issues, but nothing major. It worked fine for the next six, seven months. I ended up selling it because I wanted to get some new blood in here. That game, though, is unbelievable as far as you want to talk about theme integration and just uh, the modes. Everything feels different. Uh, the sound, the music by David is fantastic. Uh, Ferret the Coder, unbelievable job that he did. That thing is the total package that I had to just get it back because it's it's unbelievable. I put it above Pirates. Um, I love Alien, though. I'm a huge Alien fan, right? So I would, yeah, I would yeah, No, I, I, I remember you dealt in the Alien threads going bonkers so here's the thing though <laughs> how do you get one I, I know the community has done a great job in, in in coming up with replacement parts for the game i mean that that yeah. would be my besides my complete disdain for all the lies andrew highway shoved down everyone's throat for years but how do you feel good about so are you did you pay like a huge premium to get it back so so once the parts because what i did was <clears throat> I did sell it. I would have sold it anyway because I want to get some new machines in. I, I definitely – I don't haul into machines too, too long until like I'm completely just done with them and I want to bring some new stuff in. Um, but I was worried about the fact that that machine were to go down, where are the parts, blah, blah. But now with um, – and, and I bought some extra parts myself. There's you know some resources where you can buy additional boards. You can buy additional LEDs. You can buy additional um, – you know, so there's the parts are there to buy, and that's what people are doing right now. And even like the PC that that's inside of it, I could probably just build that PC from you know the specs that people provided me. So I'm actually much more confident now, and that's why I jumped back in because for me, I probably could have two I/O boards go out and still be okay, right? So I, once that was back in play and there was parts available, that game you really need to do yourself a service and have if you have an opportunity, plays a you know uh, one that works well. It, it's a total package. How many went out package. in total? Like 140. Well, they speculate, right? So you had the the LEs, and you had the standard editions. I think standard editions somewhere between a hundred or one hundred and fifty, maybe a hundred or, or so. And then I think the LEs were like thirty. So I guess in total, uh, yeah, one fifty. I think. I mean, again, I'm not one hundred percent sure, but we're talking super limited, and just this thing, the atmosphere, just the immersion. Um, you want to talk about art, and you want to talk about video. I mean. They did an amazing job bringing the clips in. I know there's no Sigourney Weaver, but who cares? Like they have so many other things in there. 
Um, I personally love, I know you said the aliens kind of like, that's all it does, but you know what? It's, 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 it's fantastic. I think that's, you know, the, the thing drops out, there's no lights and then it kicks up. I mean, it's just a great uh, overall experience. So. so do you think I was to blame for the, for the demise of highway pinball or I mean, come on that. What do you think? I mean, I'm just curious I, as a fan of the game and, and I know you are like heavily emotionally invested in the game. Well, I, I didn't get really involved. See, I don't, the whole politics and stuff like that, like there's obviously Andrew is whatever. Like uh, it was a mess, a honestly. liar, a fraud, yeah. a a manipulator of people's, uh, you know, like everything he was doing. Like the factory was like he would stage production. It was a toxic. I mean, it, you're talking about pure toxic, the toxicity. So I totally understand. I just it's a shame that the game is coming out from such a toxic situation but if this game didn't have that just absolute you know right uh, drama i mean it really would have i think been a, a top contender people would be talking a lot more about it but no, i totally agree i mean there was that guy so, so much of the hard work has been done in that game right so the 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 animations have been done the music is incredible the the coding has been done why doesn't a company like American pinball. Why, you know, why doesn't a company who's got manufacturing down, right? Because if you think about it, the highway Achilles heel was Andrew highway does not know how to put a pinball manufacturing company together, but the game is now like in a really like, you know, a lot of the stuff, the heavy lifting has been done over the years. Yeah. Why not go to Fox, renew the license of it, maybe redo some of the artwork. Cause we do, we do know that they could have done more hand-drawn artwork. Yeah. Why not? Like, why doesn't a company like AP or another company just buy the rights to the alien pinball game and re-release it knowing that the game, you know, would have an audience and a huge audience if, if people <clears throat> didn't feel so anxious about getting one and getting, you know, spare parts and, and customer service around it. Yeah. Look, I think it's a good point. I just don't know if, uh, I don't know. I mean, sometimes companies, they want to, you know, have their own thing and, you know, inheriting uh, a failed company might bring, let's say, the wrong attention to them. And, and could they be perceived as supporting, you know, uh, Highway and, and all the, I don't know. I mean, I think when you're a company taking on that absolute just Because people, people of, lost money, right, Brian? Like there, there are like a lot of people that just paid him and just never got anything, right? Exactly. I mean, so you absorb I, you that. Terrible for this. Yeah. Yeah. So you absorb that. I mean, it's just, it's the same problem with like Lebowski is I would love to see someone make that game, but what do you do for the like 150 people or 200 people who are out eight eighty five hundred bucks, right? I mean, how do you, yeah. you, you can't just like start making the game again and then those people have to buy it again because they're not going to, they're not going to get one. Uh, well, that's what I'm saying. It brings in a lot of negative just noise to the company if you're going to bring it in like that. So that's probably what's uh, deterring them from picking up what's a clear – I mean the code is done. I mean th there's two different modes between alien and aliens. There's different – you know. So, so the thing is complete. It's not like you feel like you're playing a broken game. This thing is like primed and loaded. Okay. So did you so, get an Ellie or a standard? Standard. Ellie to me so – I'm you, not one of these guys. Did you just so. buy that one on – I saw that sold for like 14-something? <laughs> I didn't. No, no, I, I didn't. I, I uh, there were some other like some folks that uh, you know, kind of behind the scenes, kind of thinking about you know what they had and what I had for a trade. So I did like a trade, and I did. What'd you trade? Um, can you yeah, can, do you want to reveal or is this is it secret? No, no, no it's that's not secret. I mean, I, I have a virtual pinball machine that I had that I um, I mean, the, the nicest 
virtual pinball. I don't know if you if you played virtual before, but one of the nicest ones. I mean, I, I rebuilt the entire PC and put a 4K monitor. So I I, I did the virtual. It's and, and it's still with me right now. We're just ironing out the the um, shipping date, but I did a, a virtual with cash. And look, it wasn't cheap, but I know after playing so many games that. I miss that game. You want it back. You just want it. Exactly. Yeah. Like when you can't stop thinking about something that you can acquire, you won't stop until you acquire it. I mean, especially when it comes to toys like pinball. Um, Well, Brian, look, I wish you luck on the new alien that you're going to get. I, I look, I've heard good things about the game. It's never been so much about the game as it's been about what the game represents for me that caused a lot of people, a lot of pain and suffering and i think everyone's wised up i think we've all learned a lot of lessons with those companies and i think 2019 is going to be i think it's going to be an amazing year for some and i think it's going to be a reckoning year for other companies there's too many new games coming out and there's not enough room or money to absorb all of them so to the victor will go the spoils right is that i don't even is that phrase even right to use there i don't even know uh, but what do you think? To me. What do you think is going to happen in 2019? I mean, and then we'll we'll close off this show. Do you think it's what? Who do you think is going to win? Listen, Jersey Jack. If Jack doesn't win this year, Jack's not winning. Okay, he's got the cards set up so well that if he doesn't win this year, it's like forget it. It's just not in his in his uh, destiny. So I would say Jersey Jack's coming out looking sweet. I think Stern. They come out with Jurassic World, like you were mentioning. Jaws to me is a must-have game. So if it comes out this year, next year. If it's Brian Eddy, who's amazing, that to me is a is an instant Ellie for me. Instant. It's not because happening. Can, I I I, it's, I know you ruined it. it I know you, you the got assets me up and you are got me the down. issue. You only get the shark, and you get the name. <laughs> you don't get anything else. Like I don't think you get the music. You don't. You just don't, <sighs> I don't think it's happening. How, how do you get the shark without the music though? How does that even work? Right? It's crazy. I mean, it's like there should right. be a package. But anyway, um, Spielberg man, like I'm sure he's got that shit like so heavily locked down. But whatever. Yeah. I still think Stern's going to do okay. I, I think that Spooky is going to have a, a, a challenging time. The guys who are making that Freebirds game, what, whatever that company is called, forget them. That done. Um, I'm trying to think else. Deep Root is going to be put up or shut up at this point, and I really hope you're right because I think that they could definitely be the surprise hit. But I just my gut feeling is what's going on there. So, right. um, who else we got to? It's going to be uh, fun. You know what's fun about pinball is you can just. You can be like me and, and, and watch from the sidelines. And that's why Pinside's fun is you could just – it's just fun to comment and speculate about all this stuff. And it, no one's forcing any of us to buy any of this stuff, right? These aren't these aren't like like a, a replacement heart and we need it to live. It's a fucking pinball machine. I mean this is, this is an, an unnecessary toy that brings us a lot of joy. But – I love sitting on the sidelines and watching all these guys ask for my, you know, five to fifteen thousand dollars, and I'm just like, yeah, no. Yeah, I I do love watching. I'm not really like I'm not a good pinball player. I don't I don't do leagues. Like, I I love playing pinball too because it's a hobby. But I almost equally love watching the industry and what's going on and what people are doing. Like that to me is equally as fun. Like I just don't care about. Which is why I like your, your your podcast. Like I don't give a shit about scores. I don't give a shit about tournaments. Oh my god! I don't did, care. Did anyone right? watch? So, if anyone watched the Stern Pro Circuit that happened today, it's still going on. I think right now. It, I I tuned in for that, like an hour. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> so one round of the tournament, one round is five hours long, and there's like <laughs> three or four rounds. I, I mean, who? thinks this is a good idea and i tune in and it's jeff Thielis and ed robertson 
and oh someone and it's just like <clears throat> they need someone like me to be the commentator during these tournaments to make it exciting i'd be like that guy in the best in show movie where you need someone who's like irreverently sort of making you know making light of a, a lot of it because it's it's like it's like 18 hours long it's ridiculous you gotta spice it up you gotta you gotta keep it light on its feet spice it up so yeah, yeah and I, also I, like you can't i i just don't understand like tournament players like i and you look in the background you can see everyone there just like they look like they're bored out of their mind waiting hours to see the, like the, the end of it. It's like having all of – imagine having like March Madness all happen in one day. Like, oh, we're on game number 64 like in one day. Yeah. Like it's it's yeah. it's unbearable. But anyway, yeah. I don't think – I don't know how anyone who's into tournaments could, could listen to my podcast and enjoy it because all I do is rag on tournaments. But <laughs> – Nice. All right. Well, Brian, have a great night. Thank you for joining me on this Saturday night. We'll get this show up soon. And I'm going to find the Pirates. And where are you, by the way? Like, what part of the country? Just so I know if I'm Pittsburgh. driving through. I'm, I'm, I'm in Pittsburgh. All right. So do you go to Pimburg then? So I do go there because it's literally um, like 20 minutes away. So I go to Pimburg. And that place, it, it's it's huge. And, and that's a good show. So I do go to that one. But I don't really travel uh, to, to any other ones. But I do go to Pimburg. All right. So maybe if I'm there, I'm I'm always at Allentown, but I hope to see you some point, and and we'll get you back on the show. I do like these opinions; you don't hold back, and I think you're you're a good member of the forum. Thank you for sticking up for Canada. I don't, you know, I need it. <laughs> I need any any allies I can get. But hopefully, for you Pirates fans out there, it's been fair and balanced. I've let enough of your fanboys on the show. This might be. I mean, Derek keeps wanting to come back on. I'm like, bro, this is not. <laughs> A Pirates of the Caribbean. It's not Canada's yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean pinball <laughs> podcast. Okay. So I think we've reached a point of everyone go play a Pirates that's set up right and make up your own damn mind. Don't just listen to me. All right. Is that fair? Yeah. No, that's fair, man. I appreciate you having me on. Like I said, I, I call them like I see them. You know, we don't always agree on things, but uh, I appreciate your, uh, your opinions and straightforward nature too. So Thank take you. care, man. All right. All right. And I want to just add before I go to my closeout music that Brian reached out to me after the show and said, Chris, I forgot to mention that the treasure chest was a toy in Pirates of the Caribbean. That is awesome. So I'm mentioning that now he considers the treasure chest to be awesome. And I'll say this closing thought. Our friend Derek, who was on the show earlier, went to play a new Pirates on location and he read his report. He said the entire game was was garbage because the treasure chest wasn't working. These games are location nightmares. They are best served in a home use environment. And so I think if you have one and it's in a home use environment and it's dialed in properly, I think you're going to have a lot of fun. I think they're an operator's nightmare. And that just I think that's going to be the final story on this game. And I think a few months from now, we're all going to be in Willy Wonka land and not even thinking about can we get better code to improve pirates wizard modes. Everyone, have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. 